Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to Hashtag Science. My name is Jason. Um, I'm joined with... I'm joined... Oh, God. Already. Already. <laughs> Redo. Fantastic. Redo. Nope, not even. <laughs> cold open. I'm joined by uh, one Matt, Matt Calf over the internet. How are you today? Hello. I am great. You just, uh, you Jason's just, already drunk, so this is awesome. We're doing, we're doing right by <laughs> the description on the website, so it's all fine. That's what they want to hear. You did some rattlesnake hunting today, and it was a shit show. I did. I am exhausted. They had so, me all over the place. So, how long <sighs> did it take? Uh, well, normally it takes like maybe 15 minutes to track down each one, um, but one took me at least two hours today for Fun. just That's, that one. That is how long she moved. That I rode the bus to work today. Because so, <laughs> you don't have a car. Still. Still. Still don't have a car. <laughs> uh, episode three. Uh, episode two. Two episodes of not having a car. So. Yeah. We'll we should see. take. We should take bets on how long, how many episodes we can do. Before I'm, you get a car. I'm going to guess that it's going to be one more after this. Episode 5, I'll have a car. Oh, yeah. I was going to say 5. It's 5 is 4. But I'll say, right I'll say 6. You're I'll say, say 6, six? Just, to be, just to be different. Okay. Like, hopefully so, about 4. In a I mean, it's a month away. <laughs> ideal situation. <laughs> hopefully. Uh, they've had it for a week. They've supposedly been working on it since then. I don't know if they needed to order any shenanigans or whatever, but shenanigans i've i have said shenanigans at least 17 times today <laughs> so i've been thinking of super troopers You're, all day yeah of course <laughs> I was like why would you not think of that whenever you say that word right oh i have to watch that movie it's so good they're supposed to have a second one coming out i know they need to hurry the hell up yeah i really want to see it right i need to watch the first one again i will yep not that I forgot anything from the first one. I just want to fucking watch it again. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> how is how is the writing going? Or are you? Uh, oh God, no. Started? Well, yeah. <laughs> that's not talking about. That. Okay. Um, no, 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 no. It's good. Um, the thesis watch twenty seventeen. Yeah. Oh God. No. <laughs> that's okay. I was, no. I was supposed to have my PhD proposal done a year ago. Nice. So I cannot. Eh, I have to do it well stay in school, or I will continue to be delayed in graduation. So yeah, I'm a. Uh, I'm aiming to defend at the end of July. Okay, you um, should get on it. Mm, I should. I should. I mean, I have. I have a lot of it written already. Um, I'll have to. I have a. I have a few things to analyze still. Um, but for the most part, it's kind of done. That's good. Um, and I have at least like an idea and an outline of what is supposed to happen. But I'm also in uh, a month. I'm going to Aruba nice. for a couple of days. Yeah. Flight from Fort Lauderdale to Aruba, round trip, $205. Get the fuck out of here. Fuck yeah. I was like, oh yeah, I'm definitely going. Bye. Um, so, and then I found that they have a rattlesnake species on the island, so I will be looking for those. Yeah, I think I I think I knew that. Yeah, it's the rarest rattlesnake species in the world. I mean, it lives on because one it, single it's island. Because it's only on fucking Aruba. That's <laughs> um, but oh, I'm that's super dope. excited about it. Yeah, I can't so wait. And then that? I'm going to 
That's uh, June 10th. Okay. And then is that gonna be in the way of some episodes? No. <laughs> no, it won't be. I'll be back like the day the day of. Oh, good. <laughs> that we record, so it'll be fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. July is gonna be. This summer is gonna be real rough. But we're yeah, to get we're going to a conference out. too in July, like mid July. You have a conference that week. I have a. I think you have a conference the same week that I do. I have a conference the week after, and I have to. Mm. I'm going to be out of town that weekend that you're gone. So we're going to record super early, and then the episode will go up early, uh, and then the next episode is going to be live from uh, Ecuador. Ooh. I, hope, I hope is the plan. I need to buy the mic that I bought you. So I could take it with oh, me, yeah. <laughs> and figure out how that. Oh well, you have like, you have like the recording studio, Mike. I I can't fly with this fucking giant thing. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I could, but I'm not gonna. I mean, yeah, you could. I'm just gonna buy the small one. We'll figure something out. We'll have an episode that week, or it's slightly thereafter. But. Yeah, I've been sitting around, working at home, going in every other, maybe every other day, taking meetings, you know. Uh-huh. Apparently, I'm a web developer now, because I've had to make hey. the, the podcast all these things website. You can add, all these things you can add to your resume. Exactly. I've made right? the podcast website. The next month, I made a different website for our Extra Life podcast. And then now I have to make a website that's informational for our cyanobacteria survey and figure out a way for people to submit photos of algae to us. (laughs) I'm like, I can do it, but I have other stuff to do too, you know. I will send you lots of algae pictures. Yeah? I don't know. I mean, I'll find some shit and send it to you. I need I need ones that we can use for free. <laughs> that aren't you on the internet for free. because this is for. Oh no no no! I meant like going outside and taking pictures. Oh okay, good. <laughs> yeah yeah. I don't fucking Google it. But it's the the Michigan Department of Environmental Quality will not approve of that. So. Oh, well, if it's that. from Florida. If it's Googled, we got, they don't. We got they lots definitely of don't algae want that. Here. But. So cool. Well, well, obviously yeah. we don't have a guest today. No, no guest today. But we're working Jen on did, it. Jen did so good last week. She we did. She crushed we it. We couldn't Thanks again, get someone. Jen, if you're listening, she better have listened to the other the three episodes yep. we have. <laughs> she should be up to date on all of them. Yeah, she should be good to go. Um. I hope to get more people on here soon enough. We still have to figure out what the fuck we're doing. How how we're still doing working. it. Hey, I I opened up Skype and the Audacity thing all and by myself And got it to work today. within like five minutes. Yeah, only a few seconds of I have no the I have like no fucking idea what's going on. Yeah, you crushed it. You crushed it yep. today. Look at me learning. Look at you. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. Yep, I'm not that old. <laughs> Older. A, a dog, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, okay, let's jump into this. Yeah, we get we got a little f- we got some some fast everything. Things, we can call them quickies. 
Yeah, um, everything's very, uh, like, Jurassic Park. We got a week. fucking good-ass theme this week, except for the right. last one, which is kind of okay. It, it fits. Eh, it'll be good. It's a stretch. <laughs> so what's our, what's our first quickie? Something about sick dinosaurs. Yeah. I don't, well, they're not sick, but, I mean, they're dead. <laughs> but uh they they are dead they're very dead <laughs> um in montana uh paleontologists have found a uh ankylosaur which is the little short ones with the club tails uh which are one of my favorite species of dinosaurs out there they're um, cool. yeah they're so cool um but they found a new species and uh it was very well intact, and they named it after Zool from it's the like demon dog from the original Ghostbusters movie. All right, which I totally forgot what it looked like, and then when I googled it, it first of all is pretty fucking terrifying looking. <laughs> um, Especially because you it, know that thing was a goddamn puppet in 1984. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh no, there's a dude in there. But then it was, it's a real dinosaur. Yeah, it's a fucking real dinosaur. What what's the what the fuck is its scientific name again? It's Zool. Zool Cruviv Cru Crurivester. Crurivestator yeah. or something. It's cool. It's like Crurivestator. Crurivestator. A really fantastic bad name. Yeah. Latin for Shin Destroyer. Yeah. Why are we finding uh, the title already? Perfect. Big yeah, big fan. <laughs> I'll write it down. Um, I'll write that one down. So destroyer, Shin Destroyer. So they found this thing. um, It's insanely well intact. Um, Skull, all the horns or most of the spikes are still uh, like on the tail. Yeah, Um, the thing still has skin on it. Yeah. Uh, So they said that they, when they normally find these things, uh, for some whatever reason, they uh, typically only find either just the skull or just the tail. They never find, you know, a mostly intact species or specimen. Right. Um, but this one, they found like the whole thing. Um, they said it weighed, it weighs up to like 5,500 pounds. That's a lot of pounds. Um, which is the size of a white rhinoceros, but it's a, it's worth, which is really fucking big. I I hate to interrupt. It's a goddamn science show. Like fucking pounds. Really? And well, that's what it says in here. I don't know what the fuck it is. Goddamn math. No, it's just, I don't have I don't have Google Translate in here. Bullshit. <laughs> we got like European people listening. If it's to this like shit. two, there's if it's like two pounds per kilo, it's like twenty two hundred kilograms, like a metric ton or some bullshit. Want to just be times two? It should be divided by two. I don't know. It says 5,500 pounds. God. Uh, it's the size of a fucking white rhinoceros. It's a big-ass animal. How many kilograms is a white rhinoceros? <laughs> I don't know. Google it. I will. <laughs> um, rhinoceros. I can't spell rhinoceros, apparently. But Google got me. Google always is there. Rhinoceros was a word that uh, I will never forget how to spell because in elementary school during the spelling bee, that's the word that got me wrong, got me kicked out. The first, never, the okay. hashtag never forget. 
fucking god, I hate Wikipedia so much. Because all you have to do is say <sighs> the first thing that comes up under description is it weighs slightly more on average than a hippopotamus oh. despite a conser- considerable mass overlap between these two species. Citation number 19. I'm like, fucking come on. <laughs> it's 2,500. Uh, 2,500 kilograms. Yes. the A male white rhinoceros is average 2,300 kilograms. Oh. And so a female is... is smaller at 1,700 kilograms. Look oh. at that. We learned something today. That's what this whole goddamn show is about. <laughs> <laughs> Learning. Yeah. Anyways, um, fucking dinosaur. Yeah, so that was cool. That's it a looked cool like, thing. Looks like Zool. Yeah. And apparently there's a very... It's a very biodiverse region of Montana with all these ankylosaurs. Fucking apparently that's where every goddamn dinosaur comes from. All of them. Yeah. I watched Jurassic Park. Yeah, they only lived in Montana. <laughs> well, we don't know. They're not alive. Well, we can't ask them. Well, that's true. <laughs> They're sick, right? That's what yeah, you said earlier. They're definitely sick. They're <laughs> definitely dead because they're sick. Very, very sick. Um, oh, man. Yeah, okay. Let's move on. Yeah. Um, your old on a, alma, on alma a more mater, right? somber kind of tone. Uh, Arizona State University released a press release uh, stating that Dr. Milton Sommerfeld has passed away. Um, he was a very well-known algae biologist at Arizona State. He worked in the same building as I did some of my undergrad research in. And I actually got to help him take care of some of his outdoor cultures, which is uh, a technique he kind of perfected. He had a like racetracks of algae that would be like flowing as like a river with like a like a fucking water wheel that was powered in the Arizona sun that would push all the water around and cycle everything. He kind of came up with that and he was doing a lot of uh, biofuel work at the time. And so he um, has been doing a lot of work in that. He has, uh, their their center has now been renamed since I was a student there. Um, but yeah, rest in peace. Um, he was a super cool dude. He was a great speaker. Um, whenever he talked about it, he was so interested to tell new new students about what he was doing and why it was important and that's awesome like some of my further work at arizona state as an undergrad um was definitely influenced by that i did a lot of i did i did a lot of i did a um class research project on dinoflagellates so golden algae um that were mostly planktonic and whatever I, whatever results I got, I went to him and he helped me analyze that stuff. So, very cool. Kind of a sad day, but I mean, but he left a legacy that, hell yeah, obviously <laughs> reached out to a lot of people, which oh, is yeah. awesome. And now I'm fucking full circle doing not real algae, but blue green cyanobacteria <laughs> algae. So, it's kind of algae. It's, it, people call it uh, algae. I think my favorite thing in this post is uh, it says, when taking a picture, Sommerfeld was known to substitute the standard cheese for algae. 
<laughs> oh, I wish I could have seen that because I would have gave him so much crap for it. Oh, that's awesome. I don't. I can't stand people saying cheese anyway. Cheese. No, he's. You can just say algae now. Yeah, algae. <laughs> oh, that sounds so bad. But anyway, I mean, rest well, Doctor Sommerfeld. You'll be remembered at least by me and countless other students at Arizona State. But very cool. Yeah. I thought that was Very a cool. kind of a cool, touching moment that I thought we could talk about for us. Important second. to talk about. Yeah. Very cool. And then we'll switch from somber to fucking absurd. Uh, oh God. Yeah. You you have to you have to talk about this because I can't. <laughs> I fucking can't right it's now. Not, yeah. Like I can't um, even. Like if a meme could be in audio form, it would be right here. It'd be it'd be this. And Jason can't even. Uh, so um. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been. You've been, probably been to the Grand Canyon. You were in Arizona for a while. I went there this spring break. Oh, with, nice. with most of my lab, actually, because we went on a vacation to Phoenix. Uh, playing, I was playing gonna with algae. There. What's that? Playing with algae? No. <laughs> <laughs> on an actual vacation. Oh, okay, actual vacation. Yeah. Um, yeah, I went to the Grand Canyon a couple years ago. Uh, we did a road trip out there, which was pretty awesome. Um, but there is a. Uh, I have no idea how he got a geologist, a geology degree, because it, it, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, Technically, he, he got more than one because he was a PhD. Yeah, so he had. Uh, I don't know if he has a master's or not either, but um, he he worked his way up through here. So he, I mean, he's fairly knowledgeable in rocks <laughs> and geological shit, but he is an ardent. Uh, creationist so the grand canyon has been uh, a topic of discussion for creationists for a while because they oh, yeah. um you know only believe the earth is six thousand years old or something then i mean has he uh, seen the grand canyon because if you haven't like that definitely tells you yo this, this has been here forever right uh, i don't know there's a i, don't, I can't remember if i've told you this there's a um it's called the little grand canyon of the south and it is in Georgia. I cannot remember the name of it. Um, of like the technical name. That sounds vaguely um, familiar. But uh, I went, yeah, me and uh, me and a couple friends went over there to hike one day. And um, it's, you know, I mean, it, obviously it's nowhere near the scale. Uh, <clears throat> but it's the the clay and the soil is very loose. And obviously it's not like rock like the Grand Canyon is. Yeah. Um, but it's a it's a big point of uh, creationist or like oh like this canyon was made so like it and and it was supposed to be within like two hundred years and so it's kind of a pushing point for the creationist to be like oh no see it's totally doable um, I mean, despite it's you know only like two hundred feet deep at the deepest and it was uh, created because of very poor um, agricultural agricultural techniques. So the way that they had the water flow off of agricultural crops and stuff, um, pretty much created its own like a little mini river, yeah, and made this like canyon. <laughs> so, okay. um, yeah, but so this guy is this creationist guy, um, geologist is suing. I don't. I guess he's suing the Grand Canyon. Like I don't know who the fuck you're gonna sue. Probably. Oh, the Guardians. Probably technically the, the National Park of the Grand Canyon, but. Yeah, 
He's he said, fucking he's, suing the Grand Canyon, man. Says he decided to sue the Grand Canyon's guardians. God, um, apparently, right? Yeah. yeah. Fuck you, God. So he's he's a geolo- yeah he's a geologist from the University of Sydney, um, and he has published in peer-reviewed journals, um, but it, it just makes no sense to me. Yeah. Like, come but on. so they uh, pretty much the Grand Canyon people wouldn't let him come in uh, to take rock samples. Um, well, I mean, any national park or state park requires at least some sort of scientific review. We're having that problem right now where it's like, oh, we want to do a Michigan state-funded, like the state of Michigan is funding our survey, but they still need to like review what we want to do on the uh, on their lake in the state park. And so they did the same thing here. And they're like, yeah. you're not going to bring anything new to the science. You're not going to do – you're not going to yeah, find it, what you I, want and – and I, I, I and see his side of it's like he's like feeling like he's being discriminated against because true, but how is he stupid ass belief? Like is he going to skew the results to get what he wants? Maybe, maybe not. Like if yeah. it's a risk to the national park, they're not going to do it. Well, yeah, and like just going into a national park and taking rocks, I, I feel like is probably not okay. Yeah, like I'm more okay with them saying no to really anybody going through there yeah they kind of should but i mean they do a lot of there's a lot of research that goes on in national parks and state parks i mean we do it yeah well i i thought one of his statements was really hilarious and sad (laughs) at the same time um he says scientists should not be forced to change their beliefs to match the government's belief in order to conduct their research i was like or have you been in america for the past fucking five six months not even that's pretty much (laughs) what's going on (laughs) That's apparently what we have to do. Anyway. Uh, yeah. But like, man, oh, you want funding? Fucking come on. He's probably yeah. going to win. Yeah. I, he'll have he'll get his samples. He'll skew whatever results he needs to or not publish and never hear from him ever again, which is not <laughs> likely. I think they should uh, like go to the site that they want to give him to look for rocks and like plant like really weird rocks that aren't supposed to be there. That'd be great. And then be like, what the fuck is this? Oh, God, we collect. We have to collect these samples for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or have, if you could have multiple people analyze them. Yeah. So that way when you're like, oh, because he probably doesn't do carbon dating because that's how they that's date stuff. Real. And Yeah, like I don't know how, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck he does. <laughs> yeah, I'd be interested to read some of his other work, but I'm not about to. Mm, yes. It's also rocks. I'm not, I just can't. I need I to mean, be like an animal in my face doing shit. It's it's a thing in grant writing where if the review panel knows who you are, knows you do good work, and knows that you'll actually do the project and contribute to science, you'll likely get funded. Yeah. Well, also, I just don't. I don't see and like. I mean, his, his whole point. His, he wants to like. Reputation is disprove that that yo man creationism is real and like that can leave a bad taste in somebody's mouth and they can just. I mean, it's yeah, not. Like, it's kind of not against, right, but they go. They just throw it out. Goes against like the baseline of what science is, or what science knows. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I mean. I don't know. I don't see. I also don't see like what his point would be. Like, I am. Uh, oh, I, oh, I proved the Grand Canyon is only like 
50 years old. Okay. Then what? But what? Like what? I mean, who cares? I mean, yeah, you're like you're not. I don't know. It's not a. It's not a like regime change. It's not a. You're not altering anything that we really have learned from geological science and geological timescales. Yeah, I mean, this fucking the Grand Canyon is like two billion years old or something, and. I mean, I'd be interested to read why he wants to go in there, but yeah, that's never going to be made you know, available. And I feel like it's been done. Yeah. Probably multiple, multiple times. Yeah, if it's not new science, people aren't interested. Man, right? It's, I don't know. Like, how I mean, duplication, have... duplication is awesome. But you can't just keep doing the same shit over and over and over and over and over and over. And over. Yeah. With, you know, you're going to get the same results. Yeah, I'm done. I'm getting angry. Yeah. Anyway, oh, I he's gotta from talk Prison about Planet, so I mean, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I'm from Alabama, so I've had to deal with that for my whole life. But <laughs> um, very true. Not. Yeah. Anyways, so let's go back. Um, oh my to... god, Scotch is so good. Oh, very nice. It is. Um, I see. I see. I got. I got way too drunk last night, so it's been water all day. That's sucks to be you, I guess. Yeah. Also, have this like banging headache. <laughs> um, so that's always fun. And then when I go get lost in the fucking swamps chasing rattlesnakes. Fun stuff. Um. Yeah. Where <laughs> it's like a million degrees outside. <laughs> um. So, uh, kind of on the same. Talk about fucking same, dinosaurs again. Same thing. Let's uh, let's go back to you know what what a thousand years ago, and talk about when the dinosaurs died. It was only twenty. Come on. Mm. Yeah. Whenever Noah left them, I was still alive outside when the, the ark. Dinosaurs were alive. <laughs> Have you not yeah. seen the picture of Jesus riding a dinosaur? Oh, it's so good. Yes. They were best bros. It's true. It's true. So, so uh, this this article was talking about. Uh, oh, this is from. With the BBC, so you know it's good shit. Um, pretty much discussing about uh, where the uh, meteor that hit, that killed off the dinosaurs, um, and how the placement of the meteor uh, was actually the, uh, well, I guess for dinosaurs, the worst possible place. I guess kind of for us it was the best possible place because <laughs> mammals kind of exploded after dinosaurs went away. Yeah. Um, so it, uh, it was kind of kind of pinpointing um it wasn't necessarily the impact but it was the placement of the impact yeah i mean sure the impact really sucked shit but i mean most of everything we know about like meteors or even the explosions and bombs in general is that the the wave of energy that comes after Mm-hmm. So this huge 15-kilometer meteor hitting the Earth gets a gets a giant hole in the crust off the Yucatan in Mexico, 100 kilometers across, 30 kilometers deep. It just basically hits the ground, and then, like, if you've seen a video of a... Of one of those mantis shrimp with like the club on the end and they're yeah. a snail and that, that, that snail shell doesn't really explode but like kind of bubbles a little bit. Yeah, they create that the, bubble. That's all the that's the shell being pushed in and then rushing back, and that's actually what kills it. So it's like the same kind of thing when 
um, the meteor struck it, like displaced all this energy with, and then all that energy comes rushing back because of, uh, trying to establish equilibrium Mm -hmm. and that, that cavitation of all that energy throws everything up into the air, all this gypsum, all this limestone, all the sulfur that eventually killed all the dinosaurs very quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so the placement of it, so where it yeah. landed was, uh, again, the pretty much the Gulf of Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's so shallow uh, that there's a lot more, um, you have a lot more sediment and stuff that goes into the air. So a lot, you know, a lot more sulfur, a lot more limestone, a lot more all that. Right. Um, so instead, you know, if it would have hit in the ocean, you know, if it would have been Couple the actual hundred, you know, ass ocean. <laughs> yeah, a couple of like hundred, you know, hundred miles away, uh, being the you know Atlantic, it's a lot deeper. Uh, it wouldn't have had as much of an impact. Yeah. Um. So it's you know the sun wouldn't have been blotted out. Uh, you wouldn't have had, um, marine die off as much so I'm quickly. Sure some of it would have, it would have affected some area, but not like the entire yeah. fucking Earth or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Happened. You probably would have had some hella uh, tidal waves floating around oh yeah uh, but, but it would have fine. killed off you know most life on the planet right but so luckily kind of for cool. us uh mammals could do pretty well so oh yeah that that gave us our gave us our spot in the earth and because there there was some overlap with mammals and dinosaurs we had yeah. very, very tiny mammals and then they kind of were able to assume the role of being the, the best suited the for large, everything, so yeah. they they got everywhere. The charismatic megafauna, right? Boom. Um, so yeah, I thought it was a pretty cool. Read. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the, also the crater anything, is still there. Anything yeah. dinosaur related, I'm all about it. Oh yeah, I mean the meteor uh, crater is still there off the Yucatan. It's only buried under oh just over half a kilometer of sediment so i mean you can it's there we know where it is so yeah and that's why mexico has all the um sinkholes that are all around this which are fucking cool as hell to swim in i mean this picture is there but going there is so much cooler they're crystal clear awesome all the way down to the bottom some of those things are like 100 feet deep and you can see 75 of that 100 feet just Crazy. constantly and all the time unless it's like a rainstorm and then yeah and you get then you're off. in a hurricane situation and it's not good yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was, that was a good time when we were in mexico a couple years ago that is on my some list of sinkholes they're so clear and they have so much life on my list of places to go you find any dinosaurs down there no oh they're too sick Maybe next time. Yeah, that's probably what it was. <laughs> they were hiding in their caves. Yeah, yeah. They're they're definitely hiding. They're like, oh, it's a big conspiracy. We gotta hide. Yeah. I just killed a fruit fly. <laughs> but that's beyond it. Yeah, so good stuff. Ooh, you wanna do the next one? Sleep yeah. deprivation? That's me always. Where's it right? No wonder I have headaches all the time. Fucking preaching anywhere. Preaching to the choir right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, this NIH study, uh, that came out relatively recently, probably a couple weeks ago, um, they did a, they did a survey about just about 30 million people, uh, with pain and, um, 
looked at chronic and acute pain. So chronic pain is pain you have all the time. Uh, they don't know. They might not know why. They might be because of a disease and or acute pain. So the pain that just arises really quickly. The adorable like. kind. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so like with chronic pain. Oh, like this fucking headache. <laughs> yeah, this goddamn drunk headache that I'm going to have tomorrow morning. <laughs> uh, scotch, man. So good. Um. So the study, they looked at sleep patterns in people with chronic pain. So people that were um, either sleep-deprived, didn't sleep well, um, they didn't get me in on the study, so it's clearly not valid. But some of the things... That'll be the follow-up. Yeah, it's just going to be me, N of 1. Follow-up case study. It'll be enough. (laughs) Oh, they looked at the... They looked at the link between sleep deprivation, pain sensitivity, and then using common painkillers. And what they found was that people that were sleep deprived, that had uh, sleeping problems or didn't sleep well or whatever the hell they wanted to classify it as, they were... I. The word in my brain is not coming out. I want to say it's like the people are more immune to a, a single dose of painkiller, so they have to take more painkiller to actually feel the effect. Mm-hmm. Um, and that in in mice not as sensitive to. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, okay, we're fine. I thought Audacity crashed for a hot second. I was gonna be real upset. Oh. It's fine. Nope. It froze That's a little bit. We're good. We are no. good. Okay. Crisis averted. DEFCON 5. <laughs> we're, we're ready. Um, but I yeah, like they're... how they... I like how like their research <coughs> on the mice. Right. So they just kept was stimulating the mice to keep them awake. Kind of like what stupid humans do by staying up all night playing video games like I used to do. And yeah. now that I have to do to keep myself entertained. Because yeah. I sleep <laughs> very poorly. Yeah, I like that they, yeah, they, so they said they replicate what happens when humans stay up too late. So they distracted the mice with toys and fun activities. <laughs> like which drinking. Sounds, which sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes they were, they added heat, cold, pressure. Um, they also exposed the mice to capsaicin, so the, the spicy um, chemical. Chili peppers. Um, and... They looked at Yum. how long it took for them to move away from what was painful um, af- with with the painkiller. Um, so they found that common painkillers don't really work in relieving pain when they are sleep deprived. And they also found that drugs that make you feel more awake stopped that sensitivity too pain so like drinking caffeine when you're super tight when you're sleep defied is going to take away that uh that hypersensitivity to pain that yeah, they have so you feel less of it yeah so um, you you had a really just, good like way of saying it that um what I if say? you are <laughs> <laughs> if you are sleep deprived you want to feel more awake do things that are that they get you more active during the day and mm. kind of mm-hmm. not 
um, not just tired constantly throughout the day. Um, that being active during the day is great, and then toning it down, and um, then using painkillers. Yeah, and, and I feel like I've, I mean, aids and whatever. As as like bad of a, as I've gotten about like running and actually working out again. Um, I feel like I've done this a lot though. Like I, you know, I'm kind of tired in <laughs> of the day and like, oh my, I mean, I haven't fucking done anything. Like I just slept all day. Um, <laughs> or like I sat at my computer working on shit. Um, According to the stamp podcast. I, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, I'm like, I'll be tired or something. And I'm like, well, you know what? I need to go for a run. So I, and I would make myself run. But then I think that all that adrenaline stuff would, I'd be awake for the rest of the day. Like I wouldn't be able to go to sleep. Right. Because I was, I actually got out, got moving. Actually got my blood to flow, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wish I had some idea of like what my like sleep issue was. I've had a couple of sleep studies. They don't know why uh, well, I sleep so poorly. According to this, you should take more drugs. I mean, <laughs> I have this bottle of scotch. It is only mm. half empty. Well, half full. <laughs> half full if you're an optimist. But... An optimist um, would say that it was entirely full of oh. good, good <laughs> well, scotch. Well, but it's clearly not. But it's only half which is full. a bummer. And I maintain that it's a bummer until it's either not gone. a bummer and there's less in the bottle. There's Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought it was cool. Kind of like, it. it's it's weird to associate if you're tired, you're going to hurt more. Yeah. Like, I don't know. The brain's a weird thing. The brain is a fucking so weird thing. You don't, yeah, if you don't, if you don't get enough sleep, you're going to be all fucked up. I know. Don't have to rub it in. Yeah, right. I that is not something that I've ever had an issue with. Like I can fucking sleep. Like anywhere, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like mm-hmm. at work, you know, it's fine. Yeah. That's what that's what toilet naps are for. <laughs> Micro naps on the yeah, toilet. Yeah, you know, you go to the bathroom. All right. Take a quick nap on the toilet. Nobody's ever gonna ask you, like Yo. where were you? Are you Where alive? Were you? Come on. Who me? In the in the toilet. Oh, I was always like, gonna ask if you're alive. Well, uh, well, you know, you come back and they're just like, "Where were you?" And I was like, "Oh, I was in the bathroom." They'd be like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, it's fine. Like, it's perfect. It, what took you so long? Well, do you need to ask? I was in the bathroom. Fucking Chipotle, am I right? And in it, right? Oh my god! <laughs> like, it's what I had for dinner, and it's it's working its way, working its way. Uh, this is not the new naked chicken chips from Taco Bell. Oh, I haven't tried the, the chicken nuggets. They're chicken nuggets they're, with they're nacho fucking, cheese. They're fucking. There's square chicken or triangle chicken nuggets. Have you? Did you have the naked chicken taco? No. Oh, it was so good. It looked good. It was legitimately really good. I like. I, I didn't. I didn't doubt Taco Bell. The the chicken kind of tastes like a spicy chicken sandwich from like Wendy's or the Chick Fil A one. <sighs> You know when and these spicy like, chicken sandwiches are like my drunk, my drunk food. I do, and that's exactly what it tasted like. <laughs> I need that in my life. 
Yeah, you can't get them no more, but you got to get these chips, though. Dunk them in some nacho cheese. Because you needed something else to do with them. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what I'll do tomorrow. Do it. I'll take a break from being a web developer on the dumb project that I have to finish tomorrow and walk to Taco Bell. It's not dumb. See, look, if you get more active, then you'll be awake. <laughs> if I awake, eat Taco Bell, you can I will eat kill Taco myself Bell. anyway. <laughs> it's delicious. I'll just be dead anyway. So would you consider yourself a lab mice or a wild mice? Oh, I'd definitely be a fucking... You're, I think you're the lab. I'm definitely the lab. I'm the one getting tested on all the time. Yeah. And you're, like, inside all the time. I mean... Right? For half the year. Well, you're also, like, up in the Arctic, so you can't really, like, come out of your igloo. That is true. This most of the time. It's just now starting to melt in <laughs> in May. Where have we done good this year? Oh, my God. It's so hot here. <laughs> um, I'm excited oh. for it to be hot, because that means the lakes, when I get to them in early July, will be warmer. Oh. <laughs> warmer. Because I have to go swimming this year, and... Some of those lakes are like a hundred feet deep and made out of glacier water. So they're yeah. constantly cold. Good. Sell that in a bottle. Mm-hmm. Some Nestle up in here. <laughs> uh so the next one we're gonna talk about is kind of related. Um these actually these next three are like really fucking similar. Yeah. Um the immunological differences between a lab mouse and a wild mouse. Um, so there's apparently a discrepancy between uh, the immune systems, which I think is kind of self-explanatory, but I don't think it's ever been um, shown before. Yeah, it's kind of like one of those like no-shit studies that you hear of every once in a while. I was like, well, we we know this thing is true, but nobody's actually tested nobody's, it before. Yeah, nobody's like actually <laughs> shown it ever before. Um, yeah. So I thought it was I thought it was pretty cool. Um, they, uh, this was researchers from the University of Bristol and the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine, which is a really unique name. That sounds like a place that I would fit in very well since I studied tropical medicine. Mm. But the hygiene part? That's technically true. Yeah. I mean, if you take a shower like once a week, it's that's hygienic, right? Yeah. Close enough. Now, I wash my hands after I go to the bathroom. No, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, sometimes, yeah. Um, so the, so yeah, they caught, uh, they did 180 wild caught mice and 64 lab raised mice. Um, and pretty much surprised the lab mice had lower immune systems, um, with the wild mice having highly active immune systems. So it, I mean, again, that obviously makes sense because, uh, a wild yeah. animal is going to be dealing with a lot more, um, Diseases and parasitic infections. I mean, they're just like straight that. up so, more exposed to the environment than everything. bad mice are. It's, yeah, it's one hundred percent makes sense. Um, so they're they're saying that uh, doing you know any kind, well, really any kind of research on lab mice, um, medical wise, may not be the best option because it doesn't show kind of a realistic um, ending to your data. Um, cause it's not really comparable to, you know, well, it's weird to think of humans as like wild populations. Yeah. Um, but you know, we're outside, we're exposed to all these things and that's true. Um, I don't know. I mean, people, yeah. Lab mice people are, are fucking weird. Lab mice are super easy to 
use. They're all constant, which is something you kind of need in biomedical. Yeah. And you they might, make, you make might be able to compare more directly lab mice to immunocompromised humans, mm-hmm. um, which makes, makes sense. sense. Um, but obviously wild mice are going to be exposed to things that aren't present in a lab setting. Bacteria, fungus, diseases, parasites, like other organisms, that kind of things. Um, Rattlesnakes. So they found something like like 50 out of 60 um, immune measures they were um, more active in. Mm -hmm. The serum Um, proteins? Yeah. They got uh, NK cell counts. They got this. This paper is nuts in the amount of depth it goes into. Um, they had more. They had more parasites, obviously. Um, especially nematodes and mites. Um, mites makes a little bit more sense because once one uh, individual gets it, it's more likely that the rest will because they're largely transmitted by contact. Um, I'm not sure about this nematode um, that they're looking at, uh, though it also makes sense if they're in close quarters and one of them gets it from foraging than the other ones would. Mm-hmm. Um, they get they have higher serum proteins, IgG, IgE, um, more, um, m- actually just more spleen mass, which... It's it still fits with all that stuff. There's more T cells. There's more B cells. There's more myeloid cells and NK natural killer cells and all this other stuff. But all that kind of makes sense, right? Yeah. And I'm also I, impressed with there's like comment sections on here and people like unlike most comment sections, <laughs> uh, people actually left like really in depth. Like it, again, this is not what I study, so I'm not 100% on what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, this, I mean, this sounds like they fucking know what's going on, and they're, like, kind of being argumentative about it. I mean, think about the just, people that are going to comment on a goddamn, yeah, with like, a journal website, right? Yeah. The ads um, on this place are, like, Eliza and this magazine and Live Cell Analysis Handbook. So. Yeah. <laughs> that makes complete sense to me. Um, yeah, it's just weird. Like, I don't know. I'm not used to... I'm used to, like, YouTube comments where there's, like, a racial slur thrown in every two words. Two words is generous, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's it is, nice. It is every word. Yeah. <laughs> somewhere. Somewhere down the line. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I thought it was cool. Yeah, it sounds really cool. It, it, it might give a lot of uh, uh, new evidence possibly towards the hygiene hypothesis, which is a thing in parasitology. Um, it's a hypothesis that um, humans um, used to be exposed to a lot of different environmental pathogens, like parasites, viruses, bacteria. And like modern society doesn't have that really mm-hmm. anymore. And that some of the some of the more prevalent autoimmune disorders are kind of they they might be stemming from not being exposed to these things and so like worm therapy where people get 
uh, voluntarily infected by like roundworm or something like that mm-hmm. um, can kind of like not completely correct some of that stuff, but like go towards like a better quality of life in those diseases, which is kind of cool. And so this might that is cool be kind of in support of that, right? Yeah. Like if I mean your immune system's gonna jump up if you're actually exposed to certain diseases, certain things. Yeah, it's how um, fucking medicine works. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean a lot of that's all of vaccine biology. Yeah, I must say it's I mean and a lot of I mean, there's tons and tons of species that show examples of like uh like baby iguanas, for example, will eat the like the feces and stuff from the parents. Mm-hmm. Um, because it puts in certain uh, bacteria uh, into their own guts that they wouldn't normally have. Um, yeah. And again, ants, things like ants, bees do this too all the time. Sure. Um, so I well, think even, it's really cool. I mean, not all dogs eat shit, but the ones that do seem like they're dumb. But that might be just biology telling them that they should do that to make themselves more healthy. Boost the, I mean, boost your immune system. Yeah. If you're exposed to it, you're going to have it in there. I, I said it before the show that fucking kids aren't going outside and making mud pies and eating them, <laughs> eating like, them. for real anymore. And, like... Maybe that's why. Those people... Go out there and, go out there and eat mud, kids. Those people grew up and, like, fought World War II, so they kind of did okay. <laughs> they, were, they were eating <laughs> mud pies all over the place. Yeah, and they were... They right? killed it out there. They crushed it. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's yeah. kind of something Kid, that kids I like to think days. about a little bit. <laughs> yeah, kids these days, millennials, that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like to think about like some of these studies that like look at immune systems and stuff. I'm like, well, all, this, all of the problems that we had, one, weren't there because we couldn't detect them and two because our environment was completely different so how can we compare yeah if you just made uh dirt pies with like you know certain diseases and shit in it be fine yeah force feed your children dirt do it always a good idea (laughs) find some find some dog shit rub it in Rub some dirt on it, right? Yeah, yeah. That's right? what we always got told when we it's... fucking fell down or <laughs> cut ourselves or some shit outside. Like, just rub dirt in it and be fine. I mean, it's probably a terrible idea. Yeah, but yeah. There's, but say, there's now, some. There's now, some especially that I've gone it. through, you know, the biology classes and stuff. I'm like, oh no, no. Oh no. yeah, it's terrifying. Like, where the fuck is the PRL? Yeah. Like, can can we just spray it on all can of the it? earth? Yeah, I'm just gonna bathe in it. Right. Oh, but God, I mean, that again, awful. those that thing like maybe we don't need to wash our hands all that much anymore. See, to be more healthy, maybe we don't need to do a lot of the things that we actually need. We think we need to do because we were told to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't don't listen to your parents either. Never, <laughs> never do. Grow up to be successful. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, speaking of lab rats, yeah, um, a good lab rat would be a snake. Oh my God, please. Right? According to, what is this? The New York times. Yeah. New York times article. I would immediately. Okay. Also, I really fucking love the cover cause it's an albino Burmese Python. It's so cool. 
It's beautiful. If somebody told me that I could raise and use pythons as my lab animal, I don't give a fuck what I would be doing. I would go do it. Yeah. Like, actually, there are a couple of labs at my university that might want to study, like, snake immunology in the, in the same way for heart disease. Mm-hmm. Especially in, um, oh, fuck, um, thrombosis of the leg or, or deep vein thrombosis, um, like, like plaque buildup and stuff. Um, this is well, if exactly they need, if they need pythons, I'll catch some down here and send them to you. Got it. Um, yeah, I think they should, if they want to do stuff like this, um, catch the fucking invasive ones that are here and send them off to, I mean, obviously they had an issue with, there's like research facilities and stuff in Florida, which obviously didn't work out very well cause they escaped, um, <laughs> and <laughs> took over. Uh, but, let a fucking giant <clears throat> snake escape. It was a giant right. snake dog. Yeah. <laughs> also hurricanes. Hey. Um, but yes, yeah, so and like have a have a lab up in somewhere like New York where if they get out, they're not going to survive. Right? Because it's way too fucking cold. They don't need to be fucking giant either. Yeah, send them to Canada. They'll definitely die. Yeah, it's oh god, that's way too cold. Then they can't um, come back though. But yeah, so snakes have like really <laughs> fucking awesome like physiological responses. Yeah. Um, so they, this article is pretty much talking about they're an excellent, uh, research animal to study things like diabetes, um, heart disease, uh, and then like gastric bypass surgery. Um, which I, which I think is a weird thing to be like, Oh yeah, let's do this for Burmese pythons. Um, so, uh, I guess, I mean, you typically wouldn't know this about snakes, but, um, because I research snakes, I'm kind of like, yeah, this is easy. Everybody knew this. Um, so everybody knows that they, you know, only eat maybe once a week. Um, if you're a really large, uh, thing like a Burmese Python, if you get a big meal, you can go months without eating. Yeah. Um, uh, I know I've seen, I've seen articles, uh, about snakes that had maybe just been born and survive off, um, off of like egg yolk and shit like that, um, went uh, went an entire year without eating, uh, which That's, is fucking crazy. I, I, can, like to, I can go like ten minutes. I know. I, I like to eat a lot, so <laughs> there's no way I could do that, right? Like, yeah, really, not even like twenty minutes. Like, I got a snack. Um, but so the, they take in these really large, um, large prey items, very high calorie counts as well. Like when you're eating a whole fucking chicken. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, they said that they could take in like 50,000 calories. Um, so obviously this That's is like... That's a lot of calories. Yeah. Um, so, the, you know, they say they take in all this shit and um, their body has to work overtime to digest it because you don't want to sit outside with this giant lump in your body where you can't move. They're pretty much in like food coma. Right. Um, so they need to like move quickly or... Mm-hmm find a place to hide. Um, so <clears throat> in their digestion, um, all these crazy physiological changes happen. Um, their metabolism jumps up, I think like threefold, three, four fold, something like that. Yeah. Um, their body temperature increases, um, to be able to metabolize the food faster. Mm-hmm. Um, and their organs actually like thicken and enlarge. 
um, because they're working overtime, which I think, which is like fucking crazy. Like, I mean, if you really think about it, yeah. Um, like their liver and kidney doubles in mass, like insane. That's um, yeah, so cool. That's nuts. Snakes are fucking awesome, and they do all this shit with no arms or legs, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just the no, coolest. It's kind of like all that stuff makes it like even more interesting to me because I'm studying all these different uh, metabolic parameters and how they are related to um, disease now in general, uh, mostly in parasites. And some of the stuff that I can see, um, even in what I'm doing, is like the straightforward way, like, performance of an organism will increase with temperature until a certain point and then it mm-hmm. decreases which makes total sense yeah but how does that work in a snake that eats once a month and all of these different things change about it yeah and it and it all of this happens within like a few days and that's probably it it's not probably it's definitely stressful right oh yeah absolutely like, have, um, has anyone measured the actual stress during eating like that? Like, uh, mm, cortisol not that I'm a, or something in the Not blood. that I'm aware of. Uh, last year when I went to this conference, there was a ton of um, stress level cortisol uh, research going on. Um, but I think most of it was done in sea turtles. Okay. Um, which don't nearly have as interesting physiological responses to things. I mean, they fucking eat jellyfish. That's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. And like, <laughs> and like plastic bags and shit. Um, poor little sea turtles. Don't throw your plastic bags outside. Assholes. Don't use plastic. Yeah. Yeah. Don't use plastic. Either. Um, but yeah, that would be know. cool. Just... I wonder if that, the stress of eating contributes to snake fungal disease at all, especially Ooh. rattlesnakes like Mississaugas in Michigan. Is there... Yeah. So, like it's it's kind it's kind of intensive. It's resource intensive to make venom. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's eat, it's like insanely to, expensive to make venom. And they use it once every month, and then they have to go through the stress of all of this to eat. Yeah, like I bet they're just constantly stressed out, and like the, I know in human biology, if you're stressed out, a lot of things go wrong. Can't mm-hmm. imagine why it's like in like sleep sleep deprivation that we talked about earlier. Yeah, fucking a. Um, like animals don't really have the consciousness to kind of like de-stress themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, especially yeah, something mo- like most most other animals. Especially, I, really well, I think de-stress. it's I think it's well, I love like the vipers. Mm. Um, but I think it would be really interesting to compare um, similar stress levels and like the situation we're talking about, like feeding and then mm-hmm. reproducing that venom um, compared to, you know, ooh, I don't know of any viper. I'm sure there's an exception. Most vipers are going to be sit and wait predators. Yeah. And so if, you know, they they eat, you know, they sit there, they can wait for fucking ever before a, a prey item comes by, and then they eat it. Um, I think it'd be really interesting to compare that and the stress levels that we just talked about 
between a sit and wait, like a viper, and a more active forager. So that's also venomous, so like a lapids. So like TM, 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 TM. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't <laughs> add me on your fucking study if you do this. Um, no, that's, that's our study. Right. You're about really to graduate. Fucking, um, that'd be really be fucking cool. I will, at some point. I will absolutely go catch fucking king cobras and shit. And like an active, a lapid. Oh, and you compare it to like sea snakes and shit. Yeah. That's what I, I really, oh my God, sea snakes are. Like oh snake physiology is so cool. I definitely don't know as much as you do about it, but I know that like their thermal biology has to be insanely complicated and is super interesting to me yeah. because I'm an insane person and likes all the math behind Ooh. all that stuff. Oh. Oh. So like I'm sitting here doing the models on boring ass snails that kind of <laughs> are human important, but snails are important too. They are important. Everything, everything has its place. That's true. Um, but something that will change in response in response to just food is something I don't even know how I would deal with it, right? I mean, I could yeah, figure I mean, it I out like you given do, enough time. I feel like you could do that study with like captive, like zoo. Um, but again, you know, like that whole captive versus wild is different. Yeah. Um, I mean, lab mice are bred that way for god knows how long yeah well i mean you know if you have a if you have a diamondback rattlesnake in a zoo you know you're still feeding it it's still moving about its enclosure um it's not having you know having to worry about you know potential predators or something to step on it but 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 hear me out here what if we got to go around and take blood from all kinds of different reptiles I, and snakes know, all I over know. the world I'm because they it. had to be red, wild caught. Yes. I'm much more <laughs> all about that. <laughs> I don't know. I think like the more I kind of think about but where, I like, think, but you have go, to, if you're doing I like feeding I'm, stuff, I'm snakes yeah. like for real though. Yeah. Well, but if you're doing feeding stuff, it is super difficult to catch a rattlesnake in the act of eating. Ah, uh, yeah. That's like you get a wild caught individual or individuals and then feed them in the lab and hope to you feed them. You have to do it that way. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I was like, I've been I've been tracking these rattlesnakes for well six months by myself, and then oh god, probably for like a year and a half total, mm-hmm. and not once have I seen a feeding, which is yeah. which is sad because I want to. I don't think in I don't think I saw a snake when I did my reptile stuff as an undergrad ever have a meal inside of it that you could see. Uh, yes, yeah, so, so I've seen I've seen the rattlesnakes actually have a meal inside their bodies, mm-hmm. but I mean I you know again I see these snakes like every other day. Right. So, but I you know I've seen them like I've seen them in their like predation stance, mm-hmm. like curled up next to a log. Yeah. Um, oh, I would love to fucking put cameras up. Oh my god, I'm gonna try to put in for that. Um, <laughs> cause I want to fucking see them eat something. Yeah, um, I I think the like the thermal biology of like activity and eating and like all all that stuff that I'm kind of working on and these human parasites would be even more interesting in 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 snakes where all the stuff changes in response to food. Like 
to do our models, we need a performance curve of something at temperature. And we need uh, um, food assimilation. So measuring how much food we give them versus how much they poop out, basically. Mm-hmm. In, the, mm-hmm. in the most basic sense. Um, well, and then... But how much... and Like, how do you measure the energy that a snake is putting into getting its food? Right? That's a whole yeah. other part of the equation that we have no idea how to even deal with. Yeah, and it's hard to it's hard to assess how much you know how much venom is being put into specific prey items um, because again because it is so uh, biologically expensive to make yeah you if you know how much you know if you know how much to put into you know this size rat that runs by then you're not yeah you, know, you don't want to use all of it because then you're not going to have any and you'll have to reproduce all that again. I wonder if you, I wonder, do, have there been studies in venomous snakes that, like, kind of alter, like, fake prey and get pre- them to strike at it? Oh, yeah. Um, and can they see how much venom has been put into each different size? I'm sure they it have. might just be, yo, they look big. Yeah, that's yeah. Like, also, I would totally make sense again. Oh yeah, I don't know. Well, because they, you know, they they base it off of their Jacobson's organ. Yeah. That's sensing the heat, and so I guess you know, larger animals going to produce more heat. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. But I don't know. I'll have to look up a specific example of right um, a study where they did that. Because I think, I mean, I think a larger, like I think an old, an old, a big old rat would smell different than a fresh young new rat. Mm-hmm. So it may also be scent related. Um, True. Because you know the Jacobson's organs also used as like a chemical cue. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know. There's so much to do. So much science. Yeah. If there's a way I could convince my advisor now to get me to do snake fungal disease, I would, uh, I would, I would yeah. stay. The extra see, year. I don't think I think for snake fungal is well, first of all, really fucking interesting, but um, it's I don't think it's really an issue down here in South Florida. Like I haven't, I have never seen an example of uh, snake fungal disease in South Florida. Right. Um, but I think it's because of the warm weather, mm-hmm. and you know if they're constantly being able to shed, they're constantly moving. Um, and what, but once you go further up into the colder temperatures, um, they're yep. going to have to brumate. They're going to have to hibernate during certain right. times of the year. And so they just pump their metabolism to nothing, um, almost like a death-like state. Uh-huh. And that's typically when the fungus like takes over because the fungus still, is still growing. Right. But if they're not, if they're not actively moving, if they're not actively shedding it off then it can take over and kill them eventually. Right. Kind of um, like uh, white nose syndrome in bats is what the analogy I typically see is where the like bats are super active until the winter and then they shut down for the three, four months of Michigan winter. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> at that point they act like um, 
they basically have ectothermic body temperature where their body temperature is the environmental temperature and that's, that's how cool. the 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 fungus really takes advantage takes of the uh the temperature situation and is able to grow at that low temperature and so then the bag gets infected and it eventually dies i can't remember if i was talking to you about this but uh they're looking at because the white nose syndrome and snake fungal disease the fungus for both of those are from are in the, the same group they're asco mm-hmm. ascomycetes yeah um and if you look at a map like a distribution map of both, they overlay almost perfectly. Yeah. So they were looking at if there's some type of relationship between, um, you know, white nose syndrome and snake fungal disease. Uh, because, like you said, like, I mean, if it, they the bats almost turn ectothermic, so it's, I mean, yeah. that's how Snakes that's how they take over. Yeah, that's how they take over the bats, and then it also worked really well with. Uh, the snakes too, which is weird that it's not on like lizards and things, but yeah, I'm not not quite sure, and people don't really know any anything about snake fungal, really, really any like, like every other disease in the world. Yeah, we know almost nothing about it, so it's like all this new stuff. Um, we probably know more about chytrid, but I feel, I feel like chytrid's a little scarier. Yeah, that's an immediate threat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah. That's why um, they gave us a lot of money to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, still really interesting. We'll have to do we'll have to do a fungus, a fungus episode. <laughs> yeah. Talk well, eventually we'll have episodes on our respective uh, work as on on our theses. So Ooh. probably like, come on, we're not <sighs> not gonna do that. Yeah, I mean, one day when I when I write mine. <laughs> yeah, like eventually. One day. We'll have stuff to talk about. I have a lot of different parasites I'm working on, so uh, I could definitely get in the the, the flatworms and the of humans, birds, frogs, and then chytrid. Yeah. So I'll have a lot of stuff to be able to talk about at the end of this damn thing. <laughs> then you'll be then you'll be Doctor Jason. Doctor Jason, and he'll still be doing this dumbass show. Right, I'll probably still be. I'll probably still be getting my masters. So, <laughs> whatever. That at that point, I'll have a job, and I can I can hire you. I'll yeah, just, yeah. Oh my shit. god, please. <laughs> yep. Please do. You'll be my tech. It'll be fine. Just put me in the field. That's all I want to do. You'll be teaching while I'm in the field. No, Bitch, no, no, no. I will not be doing that. <laughs> Worst boss ever. <laughs> For the person that gets to teach, I will definitely be out in the field too. Yeah, that's I hope. That's what I hope. I hope that I am able to get a job where I can do a lot of the research, and then teach a tiny little bit. Yeah, I wouldn't mind teaching if I could do that. Yeah, like I like I like teaching fine enough. It's not where it's not what I exactly want. If I was stuck teaching twenty four seven for the rest of my life, I would hate it. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. But. No, I can't do it. I don't get. Oh god, It'd be awful. I mean, right now we don't get paid <laughs> enough to deal with that shit. But. No, 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 no. <laughs> I think I think I'd probably turn down a job if they had uh, like a major teaching requirement. Right now, I can't do it. I'd have to do the research part. Yeah, like it, there there are a couple of schools where it's like 
oh, you can do research and bring in grants and be a research professor. And like, yes, please, I'll do that. Yeah, one hundred percent, and teach like all class a year, maybe. See, yeah, see, I could do that. Run a lab, like. I think the school I'm at right now is even too small or something like that. Yeah. Because our professor, at least my advisor, teaches two classes a a year, one per semester. Oh, shit. That's nice. Which is good, but, I mean, he's also a crazy person. It takes up a huge amount of time on his end. Mm. Well, yeah. Because he's, like, into the modern teaching techniques and stuff. So it's like all these activities and whatnot, and then like that's fine. People learn better that way, but I don't give a fuck. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, like, I'll be doing research and teaching a little bit, and fucking hopefully making money on this dumb show. Yeah. So if you're out there, you know, looking for money to spend on a podcast, hit me up, Jason at hashtagsciencecast.com. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll make it happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh man. Where are we at? That's a good. That's oh, a good I feel time. like we could end on that one. I feel like we could maybe save the lava lamp. Yeah, let's next do it. Time. Yeah, fuck it. It's it's been a long ass week. I'm tired. You've been searching for snakes oh all day. Yes, I'm sleep deprived. Bullshit all day. Like it's fine. <laughs> it's our I do, show. We do what we want. I do want to talk about this article though. Like next week would be great. The. Lava lamp. The one. lava lamp. Yeah, Let's do it. Cool. I'm gonna move it over there right now. Move it before we forget. Perfect. How about that? So, so tune in next week to find yeah. out. Yeah. Well, it's a cliffhanger. Yeah. Maybe fine. <laughs> I'm gonna cut that out so I don't accidentally put it in the the website. Yeah, don't do that. That'd be bad. And then it would not be a cliffhanger. <laughs> that would definitely not be a cliffhanger. It'd be. <laughs> Super, super um, foreshadowed, for sure. Yeah. Spoiler alert. We still don't have any questions. I want people to send us yeah, questions. Please send us questions. Tell your friends about our yeah. show. Like, I would we very have to, much like to answer some user questions. Yeah, so we, have to make up, we have to make up our own questions, and they're not. that's not that fun. I mean, we could go to Yahoo Answers... But <laughs> that'd be stepping on some toes in the podcast right. community, and I don't want to do that. Yeah. But I will. They have a science section for now Ooh. until they fucking burn that thing to the ground. Burn it. <laughs> oh. Yeah. If you're if you're listening, send us questions. Jason at hashtag sciencecast.com. We will read your questions and talk about your questions on the air. Yeah. Make them good. Let or us even know if what... they're if they're really bad, we'll also talk about them. Yeah, like ask a question. Like that's all of science. That's what our entire job is as scientists it's is true. to answer questions. So if if you legit don't know the answer and you want us to talk about it, send us an email. That's definitely fine. We might laugh that it's kind of a silly sounding question, but we'll still read it. We'll still give it an honest try to answer it. Um. Let us know who you want to hear from, like what kinds of fields of science you want to listen to. Like, yes. Last. Also, week. if you know of someone that wants to be a guest on the show, yeah. If you guys want to be a guest on this show, if you're in science in any capacity, if you're in engineering, biology, medicine, fucking 
teaching. Like we're we have I know so many scientists astronauts like education. If you're an astronaut, please reach out. <laughs> Pretty please. Yeah. I will pay you. I will I will make sure you have like a good microphone. <laughs> if you're an astronaut. Um yeah, every, anybody Take us to Mars. Anybody following the scientific method, get up in here. Talk about mm. what you want to do. You work in programming. Like that's still science. It's still computer science for a reason, right? You still have a question, you solve the problem. If it doesn't work, you try, you go back, you have an idea, and you solve it again until it gets perfect or it, perfect in the biggest air quotes that perfect nobody enough. can see on an audio <laughs> medium. But uh, yeah, if, if there's a certain field of science you guys want us to talk about and get somebody to talk about with, let us know. Like, that's what we're here for. We want to do the show to learn for ourselves and to educate others. So It's true. Get up in there. Um, is there anything else we need to plug? Like Anything you got going on? Mm. Any cool talks at schools or some garbage? Oh, no, no. No more. I mean, other than, yeah, other than uh, that conference, in, but that's in July. Oh, if you oh, happen that to. That's a lot of scotch. Yeah, if you happen to live on Aruba and, and know where the rattlesnakes Woo! are, let me know because I'll be there in a month, and I want to find a rattlesnake. <coughs> yeah. You down over there? Uh, almost. Close. Okay. Oh man, let me look at the schedule. Look at the calendar and make yeah. sure there's nothing crazy coming up. We got yeah. just make sure you one, don't die because I don't know how to do any two, of this shit. Three. So this podcast would just be done. So we've got a few more episodes before we get into my summer work and all the travel that we're going to be doing. So got a good couple of weeks in front of us. Um, hopefully I'll report back next, next episode in a couple of weeks with a, with a car. So oh. I can actually do my work. Should put pictures of it. So everybody can Fucking see it. Fingers crossed. That's going to be the title of the episode <laughs> is I got my goddamn car back. <laughs> a new car. You just, need a, you just need a new car. That kind of was not the best idea either oh hmm. but oh well i mean i'm right there with you but it's okay yeah. my car's still chugging along it still works we decided to fix it because we've had zero mechanical issues with it over it's like 16 years oh nice we've put new brakes on it and tires and that's it that's awesome so it was almost kind of worth it to just put the money back into it and get it running perfectly fine. Yeah. Especially with with no history. But Why not? As opposed to buying a lemon and then getting <laughs> fucked and having to buy and then fix the other car yeah, or having, whatever. The fuck. Having to buy another lemon. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is going to do it for episode three. Woo! Man, we're cooking. We got four right. of these in the bag, counting zero. Zero doesn't count, though. Yeah. The pilot. In the grand scheme of things. Send us questions, comments, recipes, cheat codes, fucking I don't care what, to Jason at hashtag sciencecast.com. We have a website where all the show notes, all the links to all the articles we talk about, all the actual papers that I can actually, I can, in some cases, I can get the papers for you and put a link in there. Sometimes I get an abstract. That's eh. fine. Go through your school's library if you're a student. You can get access to it. Go to hashtag sciencecast.com and you can get all those goodies. Uh, we are on Twitter 
at the science cast definitely follow us we'll i keep meaning to try and get back in like constantly use that twitter account but it's hard i've been very busy with school and not having a car so (laughs) being forced to work at home is making me even busier for some reason um but we're getting there we're we're not slowly but surely this dumb fucking thing but we're pretty good at it right now um got facebook hashtag science cast just find us or hashtag science you can find us <laughs> on facebook yeah. i forget what should the probably give slash, them the right name <laughs> i forget what the slash is i think it's slash hashtag science that's fine yeah you just you um, can just search for hashtag science it should pop up it, you should get us find harambe and be fine yeah space <laughs> space harambe find astronaut harambe if you're <laughs> astronaut harambe get at us i want to talk to you yep. sign language or whatever the fuck. <laughs> um last week I, I forgot we have our theme song like how do i forget to credit the theme song i, I mean know. yeah I you, made for, you had that on the notes last time and you forgot i did because i'm a jackass uh yes. i made the theme song using my own data from an experiment i did a couple uh summers ago um that project uh, turning data into music was funded by uh, some national uh, fund for visualizing data um, granted to Ooh. Dr. John Middleton at uh, University of Washington. He definitely is has been a good resource for me getting that thing to work. And our theme song is the data of parasites swimming at different temperatures. Except Ooh. for the drum track, so I'm pretty fan. I'm I'm pretty fucking proud of me being able to make music, having zero music training in my entire life. Like I was bad at recording. Uh, I was bad at playing the recorder in elementary school, and almost did not pass music. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> so that that was some shit. Uh, but thank you everybody for listening and uh, we will see you in a couple of weeks for episode four. Yeah. See ya. It'd be great. Have a good one. <laughs>